it's the 5 o'clock hour of the Lori and Julia show. And unlike previous 5 o'clock hours on this show, we're not going to be announcing a winner because tomorrow's the day we're announcing the big, big winner. Oh, that's great. $10,000 pick your prize. They're going to announce that at 820 and I just got an email. We're going to announce it tomorrow at 5:22. So, but, oh, we oh, are. Good. Yeah, but you know, you know. So if we're you sleep do in, it? well, we're both going to. They're do already going to know. Gonna but gonna if you forgot for to us. listen, oh, I see. I just see. to double, just, just to, to make sure. Double. Just to make sure. Well, look at us. Are we going to bang a gong? And Let's do it. Donnie, are we going to? Donnie, Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Oh, I know. Let's see. Yeah, Rocco, right. are we going to work on something like? No, he like a gong. Bang a gong. We'll do a sea shanty. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with the $10 million? Pick your prize, pick your prize. Yeah. It's not $10 That's what million. it's going to be. $10,000 pick your prize. So somebody yeah. is going to win that in the morning, but we'll announce it tomorrow, too. That's, that's exciting. That's keep very listening exciting. on the app. And uh, like I said, there's going to be another sort of fun contest that we're going to be announcing on April 1st. And it's not even an April Fool's joke. So, really? Okay, can yeah. I tell you? So today, um, it's super windy out. Everyone knows that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I see a lot of action is happening in my townhome community. People are putting on screen porches, new decks. Building yeah. has started. The exterior stuff. So, um, like, like um, we've never felt so sure that winter is over. Oh, right. this early, right? And so I see some people working, mm-hmm. and I thought they were putting on a new deck, but they're doing something with the siding in our uh, complex. And all of a sudden, I hear all these noises. And so I go out my front door and I'm like, see someone right there putting on siding. I said, well, hello, thank you for doing this. You know, how's it going? Are they putting siding on your Siding on mine. Okay. Apparently I need stuff replaced. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, and he goes, are you on the radio? And I said, and first of all, I looked like hell. Oh, okay. Of right. course. No, I had no makeup. You know, I can look well, like you're hell. You're natural beauty. Not really. If, if your hair is a rat's and nest, then maybe. I just <laughs> terrible. I look terrible. And I said, yes. And, and he's like, are you Lori? Everyone always says, are you Lori? And I said, no, Julia. And he goes, I'm listening to you right now. So he was listening on the app. So I want to give a shout out to Cody, which I think was his name, but it's something CO. And I know it wasn't Corey. Was he hot? He was very handsome. Of course. Did you, did he look single? Lori, I forgot to look under his work glove for oh, a ring. Oh, gloves on, okay. Oh, my. I mean, did you feel like, was there any kind of like. No. Oh. Oh, stop. No, I was, I was just so, I said, thank you for listening. And then I was playing pickleball and this older gentleman, um, I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but you hadn't listened in a little while. You know who you are, David. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? I used to listen to you, girls. What time are you on? I'm like, the same time. time. Did he well, forget? Well, when's that? Did he, he forgot. <laughs> Yeah. He, I just don't drive as much. And I'm like, oh, yeah. please, we've got an yes. app. Right. But anyway, it's kind of funny the reasons that people don't listen anymore. I, I mean, tell you they listen or where they're listening. That's or... the only thing that you're wasting as far as I'm con- uh, concerned. What? In the dating department. What? Use your fame. Your, your, I don't have any. You do, but oh, you don't Lord. use it because you forget you have it. Like, ah, that to me. Is just like you're wasting opportunity. Not really. No, no, Julia. not really at all, Lori. But I like, I like the way you think. It's yeah. true. Okay. Use your fame, fame. and then I'll just to say, pick what's up that? people? Oh, Lori. you know, you've got charisma. You've got beauty. You've got the goods. You know, you're the package. Oh, now, big time. Now use just it. use your fame. By the way, did I tell I you who I am? agree with me? Oh, yeah. Oh, please. You guys are silly. Okay, can I give you an update please. on somebody who we still can't 
the two, three books that I loved so much in the last couple months. Better Luck Next Time. Yes. Rose Code. Loved. And The Secret Lady Circus. Loved. And then Something in the Water. Yeah, and yeah. I'm listening to Something in the Water okay. right now. Yeah. So in Rose Code, because that book, it's a Kate Quinn historical fiction about the women cryptographers in World War II, but we see a lot of real-life characters that are part of the true story of this 100%, which is so cool. Philip of Greece, who becomes Prince Philip. Alan Turing, mm-hmm. Turing, who Turing, excuse me, who Benedict Cumberbatch played, played him yes, in yes. the movie all about the Enigma. What was yeah, that yeah. called? The Enigma Machine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I never saw that oh, movie, but people have been telling me about it. You should see it because okay. you watched. I mean, he's working at this place. You know, Alan. This is where they are solving. The different yeah. Enigma machines, because right. Italy had an Enigma machine, and all that is, you know, Rocco, is like the, the code, the coding, like a typewriter that's working. Was in it the code. imitation game? The imitation With game. With Kara Knightley? Yes. I never saw that. It, it's really good, and he plays Alan Turing. Who, yes, he does. Who shows up in the Rose Code, and he was a pioneering, you know, code breaker with those other people, and a, and a pioneering computer scientist, but... If you've seen the imitation game, and I don't think I'm spoiling it, but I will just say spoiler alert. They cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, well, they did crack the <laughs> that code. That was World War II. Okay. The war. But, okay, yeah, but he, thanks, Rocco. <laughs> he, he helped, that helped the Allies basically win World War uh, 100%, II. 100%, right. And, but he died an outcast because it was against the law to, to talk be about homosexual. It. Oh, I didn't know that was the And deal. he, yes, he, he took his own life. That's oh. how bad things got. And, and, and so anyway, they have, it's, it's really a, you will cry at the end of that movie. And Benedict Cumberbatch is really great. But the, um, they have put his face on a 50-pound note in, in the U.K. Really? Because, you know, they're not in the Euro. Right. They still have the right. pound. So it's a 50K. Oh, and, that's so lovely. Yeah. And they, they've, the that's government lovely. has apologized yes. posthumously. But it was illegal in England. Until very late. Like 1975. Yeah, to be homosexual. Yeah. And we saw a little bit law. of that in the Hugh Grant thing that he did. Yeah. Very English scandal. Yes. Mm-hmm. The other thing about... So I thought that was really Alan cool. Turing because... The other thing is there was a lot of shame because you didn't join the service. Yes. So there was this other that thing Code. that you see in the Rose Code, which is true, that if your dad didn't join the service and instead worked on the Enigma machines and worked, um, what's the name of the place Cri- again? Cryptoc- no, what was the location? Oh, ha- Han- Hanbury yes, Park. Part, yeah, something yeah, like that. But they weren't. They couldn't talk about what they did to mm-hmm, their wives. Mm-hmm. They couldn't wear a cert, you know, be join the service. So everyone thought that they were not honorable men. Yeah. and women, you know, men. Well, I remember. It's fascinating. Um, that book is so good. The Rose Code people. So I told good. a lot of people about that. Yeah, I remember asking my dad when we lived in Japan, and this would have been like nineteen, um, you know. Uh, Probably when I really became aware, like that people were protesting the Vietnam because war. Because when you live overseas on a military base, and you know it's the early seventies, that you're like you don't even you're not calling your your news. Everything is from the stars and stripes. Anyway, but I asked my dad. I said, "How come you're not in Vietnam fighting? Right, Right. If you're so for this war, right?" And he said, "I happen to be working on something 
top secret that I can't talk about. Oh, really? And it's none of your business. Did you ever find out what it was? The topographical mapping. Oh, right. uh, That the Air Force pilots used when they were napalming places and also going into whatever the, you know, like how... So that the pilot, so that people could have these very good topographical maps for get, cause they're in Vietnam, you know, I don't know. Oh, a lot of helicopter rescue missions that right. happened, they would call in and they would get, you know, so anyway, like that. Cause but, no one knew the top, the topography of the world at the time, even of, of the country. And it's yes. jungle. It's, yes, you know, horrible. so anyway, yeah. so cause I was like, uh, you know, cause I wanted, I, the fight was I wanted to go and protest. With the high school kids about mm. the Vietnam War. You could have joined my Aunt Merlene, okay. my mom. But on a military base okay. in overseas. I love that you wanted to do okay. that. And my dad was like, uh, the uh, hell not, you are. Yeah. You're no not. Way. This is our business. There's not going to be. And I'm like, dad, there's going to Nobody's going to let their kid. I mean. <laughs> oh, right. And I was like in, you know, eighth grade or whatever. So anyway, but he, yeah, he goes, I'll tell you one day. You know. But, oh, interesting. So. Maybe they weren't allowed to talk about it. I don't know. Maybe he just said that to me, but he did tell me that then later. What, or probably what he wouldn't understand on. anyway. Maybe at the time, like what? what he the heck probably is didn't that? want to explain. You know. Yeah. Uh, what does topography mean? Yeah, or yeah. bombing or yeah. napalm. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Three bad, two bad words and one okay. one. <laughs> so, oh, you guys have got to take a look at. I'm so glad Holly posted this. The NAACP Image Awards. Oh. Were this yes. weekend and it was from it was zoomed and from home, um, but there's about 15 amazing photos. Uh, Regina King is wearing an Oscar De La Renta outfit that has to be seen to be believed. Janelle Monet is in a Christian Siriano black and white gown with blonde hair. Beyond. Tracy Ellis Ross, she's like high fashion. The look she can pull off. She's in Skipper Ellie and. Like uh, huge wedge shoes. It's just amazing. It really uh, It's amazing. Tracy Ellis Ross is something. I she's love. She's a national treasure. Yeah, she's fun. She she's is, fun she's to everything. the fashion and everything. So that is really, I mean, it's really something else. Alicia to see. Keys looks beautiful. Lori and I are proving that she's decided to put on eyeliner this year. She's wearing a little yeah, makeup she, and she's, she's wearing. She's gone makeup free forever. If you're going to wear Versace and Cartier, mm-hmm. I want to see a damned wing eyeliner. Yeah, something. I do too. Something. She looks beautiful. She really, she's, well, she's a natural so beauty. She really is. Yeah. And pretty. then the world got mad at the internet this weekend because they, Prince William was crowned the world's sexiest bald I, man. I cut that out for you, Lori. I okay. was dying. But they gauge, uh, because he was called sexy, 17.6 million times in blogs, articles, and web pages. In 2020? Yes. That seems wrong. And Who so was calling that's anyone he, sexy in 2020? Very, he would be, he'll be described the sexy, uh, you know, Air, future king can, of England, the sex, you know, sexy. Wow. It is a thing. And people were like San, Stanley Tucci, Tucci, I will avenge you. Uh, the Rock, people said they couldn't believe it. Whose crown? Bruce Willis should have this. But that's how they do it, is that Mike Tyson got 8.8 million sexy adjectives, and Jason Statham got described as sexy as 7.4. So it's just, how do you see how the how media fawns over yes, Prince William? Yes, it does. Yep. Sexy. 
That's something I never. He used to be hot. He there is a sexiness yeah, there about is, him, and he seems like he and has he, great charisma and charm. You can see all that. But sexy is the lazy adjective that they use. The media uses for Prince William. That's what we've learned from right. this recent crowning. The lazy adjective. All right. Okay. And when I wouldn't mind, you know, that's an okay adjective to use with <laughs> right. my name. Don't feel lazy if you're using it. Right. We'll be right back with the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. All right, we're ready for our Monday dirt. Well, f- fantastic. Buckle in. We've okay. got some dirt to dish. Okay. We're going to start with Ghislaine Maxwell. She has been charged with sex trafficking of a 14-year-old girl today. This is a new indictment that accuses, accuses Ghislaine of paying a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. So this is a new indictment. This is a new charge, and it's going further than those contained in earlier indictments that accused her of helping Jeffrey Epstein recruit, groom, and ultimately sexually abuse girls, but did not include sex trafficking allegations. Wow. She's yeah. never getting out of prison. No, ever. They have so much evidence yep. against her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trial is set to start in July, uh, but, uh, you know, things can change at any point in time, I suppose. Uh, but these new indictments, Indictments uh, also say that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell each encouraged this girl to recruit other young women to provide massages to Mr. Epstein. Now, that story mirrors the story that we saw. If you got, if anyone watched the docuseries on Netflix, excuse me, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Right. It goes yes, into we, that. we did yes. watch that. And that was um, alleged and very believable. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is what is going on with well, that case. She y- is in jail now. She's. I know that she offered to give. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because she has three passports. Yeah. Right. American, French, British. Don't ask me how you Did get Did she offer many. to give two of them up? She offered <laughs> to give all of them oh. up and her family was going to put up like $50 million. Mm. And an ankle monitoring, and the judge was like, you're too great of a flight risk, even at that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So she stays in jail. She has been there since last July. Mm. Uh, She's awaiting a trial in federal district court in Manhattan. And Ghislaine Maxwell has pleaded not guilty to all of the original charges. I bet all those women are just like feeling so like just good because she was really an awful person what she did. Yeah, you know, and considering the passing of Jeffrey Epstein in August of 2019 before he faced trial for any of the charges that he faced, you know, so. And you wonder, I mean, who took him out? There's no way that was a suicide by his own hand. No. That was a, we've all seen enough movies and gone to Law and Order Crime School. <laughs> That's right. We know a stage suicide. We've watched The Closer. I, you know. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. So we will move on from that story. We're getting more excerpts from Sharon Stone's upcoming memoir, The Beauty of Living Twice. Mm. And this new one published on People.com this afternoon is Sharon Stone revealing that her doctor gave her bigger breast implants without her permission. This was during reconstructive surgery in 2001. Oh, my word. I've heard of the. I know one woman this happened to. You do? Oh, she was... So upset. I would be too. Oh, I mean, come on. It's not there. You agree upon a size before you do it. No. The doctor told her, well, what did the doctor say? What was the reason he gave to Sharon? I I thought you'd look better with them. Yes. That's that's exactly it, Lori. So this doctor said to her, I thought that I would look better with bigger, better boobs. Oh, dear. Uh, Sharon Stone sharing that when I was unbandaged from this sur- surgery, I discovered that I had a full cup size bigger breasts. One that he said go better with your hip size. Ah, it's yeah. Oops, oops. Well, what did she do? Because she obviously didn't keep them. Um. Well, uh, she. Uh, you know, I can't speak. We to don't that. know. We haven't I read the book. Yeah. I well, don't. she's not That's very. She's not very busty. That's why I'm saying that. Well, sure. she's she's. Yeah, okay. you're right. I mean, she's not very busty. No, That's why I'm saying not. that. No, she's not. So, but I can't speak mm-hmm. to the status of what else. What other little uh, tidbits do we have? Well, that's it for oh, today. Right. That's the all one right. from well, people.com. We'll, today yeah. was the breast. Tomorrow it's going to be something else. Well, the book comes out tomorrow. Oh, all right. Yeah, the book comes out tomorrow. Are you guys going to read it? Absolutely. Lori is. It's her girl. Lori, yeah. If Lori didn't read, read it, everything I would be her. ashamed. Yeah, no, I'm going to read it. <laughs> I would be ashamed for Lori if she yeah. didn't read it. Oh, my goodness. Well, another book that's going to be coming out soon is about the making of the 1969 movie Midnight Cowboy. Mm. Okay. That's a great movie. Have you seen it? Well, the only reason, yes, yes and yes, and John Voight's so beautiful in it, and Angelina's Brenda, dad. And Brenda Vaccaro was on CBS This Morning yesterday talking about it. Yeah. Well, this is a new book called Shooting Midnight Cowboy, Art, Sex, Loneliness, Liberation, and the Making of a Dark Classic. So this was written by uh, Glenn Frankel, and they're talking about the making of this movie. One of the anecdotes, and this isn't surprising from Dustin Hoffman, who is very famous for being a method actor. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he went into Sardi's, the famous uh, restaurant, as Ratso Rizzo, his character, and the mater D didn't want to give them a table. (laughs) He's like, no, honey, no. And they they are kind of like intimidating um, 
um, waiters at Sardi's. Oh. They're very remember when we they're we all used men. To, we broadcast, broadcast there from there really several years. Yes, we had Liz Smith come to our broadcast in Sardi's in a um, one of those bicycle pedicab pedicabs because mm-hmm. she couldn't get in a cab. We had her on our show a couple times. Mm-hmm. Well, if that isn't just Manhattan <laughs> fabulous, it I was don't know so fabulous. <laughs> so um, yeah, but we were both intrigued. We were you know Brenda Vaccaro was on yesterday, and I'd forgotten that she was in. Uh, uh, that movie, Midnight Cowboy, and I think that's that movie is is good. I mean, it's a dark movie, but it is good. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. I guess you know, haven't watched the. I haven't watched the movie in a long time, but I feel like at this point, it would be such a time capsule. It is. It is. It's, it's New like York an esque, in the, the only X-rated movie that won a Best Picture. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. In 1969, the movie was made for $3.2 million, made $45 million in 1969. Yeah. That, that's, that's quite a pretty penny And there. when you see that movie, you can see where Angelina's beautiful face oh, also I see comes Shiloh. from. I see Shiloh and a young John Voight, their daughter. Yes, yes. He, he, was, you totally, he, was, he was a beautiful man. Beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so. There was a story, too, about Dustin Hoffman, because he would do this all the time. There's one, a story from Marathon Man. Do you guys remember that movie? Yes. Well, you know, Dustin Hoffman being tortured by Laurence Olivier's character. Apparently, he stayed up all night and was torturing himself, and Laurence Olivier was like, "Mm, my dear child, why don't you try acting sometime? (sighs) Like, just do not torture yourself. Oh, wow. In order to do these movies. Because, uh, yeah, that his character is just kind of like he gives you the heebie jeebies. Yes. He was kind of, you know, yeah, furtive yeah. and, you know, like looking around. What's the, what's the deal? I mean, just he played a real character. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and a very tragic character. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that you guys are going to want to check out the latest issue of Town and Country. Saw it at the grocery store this weekend, and it has a fabulous picture of Diana Ross from Studio 54 on mm. it. And they're talking about the best parties of all time. According to Town and Country magazine, apparently there is this party in Germany at a 500-room castle in 1986. This was for Prince Johannes von Thurn und Taxis. Oh, my God. Three days for his 60th birthday. And apparently Mick Jagger rolled out 60 marzipan schwenuses and saying, I can't get no satisfaction. Oh, oh wonderful. And just the fact that it was in 1986, say no more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll let our imagination. Those of us who were... Lucky enough to be alive. Can really just imagine the decadence. Good Lord. (laughs) No cameras. Mm -hmm. Freedom. Have you guys been waiting anxiously for sex toys that are very slow to get to your house? Um, they that's right, Julia. Is that a euphemism? Mm-hmm. No, they're it's stuck. Not, yeah, right. it's not. You're stuck in Get my that Suez sex toy canal. Out of your Suez canal. Easy for you to say. You've been there for six days and it's costing me millions and billions. No, there is a gigantic European adult toy company that uh has twenty entire shipping containers full of products going all around the world. There's, There's a lot so of stuff. many things that are going to be slow. Here's what I'm going to say. The okay. sex speak on all of this mm-hmm. is I think that there's going to be some products that vendors are going to jack up the price and blame it on the Suez Canal. Sure. Why not? It's like, you know, you blame like, a, you know, the like, oil prices or like you can blame an ex for stuff forever, you know. <laughs> 
his fault. You know, her her fault. fault. You know, you can just, you know. So uh, watch out for that. But yeah, it's uh, sex toy gouging is a real thing. Vibrators, dildos. Enough. You know. Oh, you don't want me to name the sex toys. Lori. Massagers. Okay. Now, this is a headline. I don't even need to read the answer to know. What the what it is? Okay. Yeah. Here's... Okay, Rocco, are you be prepared <laughs> okay. because here we go. That okay. means that she's not going to tell us the story. She's going to make one up. No, that's what that means. I, I'm going to use that in randoms. I, here's a headline, and I don't even need to read. No, this, this is story. one of my favorite sex positive websites. I like to go okay, to. Okay, I'm very. And this is the I question. Hope this isn't the one. This is the question. Yeah. Is this is this it? Should I not say this? <laughs> no, Lori. You okay. can't say this on the air. Okay. All right. <laughs> That was for the double oh, no. white only. You can't say that on the air. Yeah. All right. Fine. No. Fine. No, you cannot say that on the air. I can't oh. believe you're going to. No. It's Sex Monday. I'm here to educate and Dr. Ruth it up a little bit. Okay. Oh, Fine. if you knew what that was, Rocco, you would just die oh, right now. Julia. I sent that to a couple friends because oh, we couldn't stop friends. laughing about it. We but... should have had this. We should have taped this today for the YouTube. <laughs> Can't Honestly. wait till the segment's over and I come over there and check it out. It's Rocco. Oh, Rocco. It's nothing. I'll just send you the I'll headline because I already texted it I'll to people. I'll just say okay. that my advice was going to be, well, there you have it. The answer is no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. Now, here is the time of uh, Rocco, year. Rocco, I'm texting Okay, it. I can't wait. I get very excited about this time of year. Every March, Tinder does an analysis of all the dating words that get used a lot. It's like the Prince William it's being so called exciting sexy. exciting when someone who doesn't use the apps gets excited about what the apps are going to say. This is just Julia, so much the, fun. I'm so the, joyful. It's the sociologist and matchmaker yeah, in me. The Mona okay? Chandra is coming out. The okay. Mona Chandra. Right, you never so. know when I, you know, after all, there are, you know, I've been instrumental in people meeting and mating. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's someday, maybe for me. Yeah. Julia, I'm, I'm so looking. I'm, I'm yeah, maybe I have to start lie. using my fame. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, that's what you told me okay. earlier. Okay, go on. So, um, but anyway, so Tinder, they, like every March, they go through and they look at all their profiles, Sam. What are the words that come up? What are the, you know, the same, what are the buzz things? Because they can tell stuff uh, sociologically and psychosexually speaking. Oh, wow. There's a fun now, I might have made psychosexual Jesus, up, That was so enjoyable to hear I've you met say. a couple of psychosexuals, and let me tell you, I hope you do too. <laughs> <laughs> Rago, did you get the headline? Uh, I did, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, the answer is no. The of answer course. is no. Makes sense. Um, Aren't we glad she didn't want to share that? Or oh, we didn't do let her? you guys. Right, go me, on. Do we want to bring up any other words in that no, sentence? No, no, okay. no, no. Let's no. move on to my psych- psychosexual, psychosexual okay. and sociological. The Tinder analytics. That's right. Tinder analytics. And okay. so they looked at 2020. Okay, okay. First of all, they claim 2020 was their busiest year ever. Which I believe. I do too. Everyone was bored. People had time. Yep. And yeah, that makes sense to me. So Mm -hmm. the trends they spotted was that uh, they feel that what they saw in 2020 will continue into 2021 and that the future of dating involves a lot more openness, a lot more openness quickly up front. 
Okay, what is this? Like okay, pictures, so, new pictures, or what are you talking about? A lot more openness. Well, they said, well, f- first of all, 60% of people arrived at the app because they felt lonely. That, you know, sure. when you sign up, and then 40% because they wanted to meet new and different people. But there was um, uh, increase, like, boundaries, open to, being open to new experiences, um, to... Uh, that they're not looking for a particular kind of uh, relationship, that they're wanting to be more open-minded and meet new different kinds of people, also being more upfront about what their political affiliation was. They don't want to waste time mm-hmm. if they know that politics are important to them, that they couldn't possibly, you know, like maybe you're not for Trump or you were for Trump, right. that that was something. Um, and... uh they're not really finding like things like the one or that the people are putting out like that, you know, I've been looking to meet my person. Oh, people are being um, more selective in their word choice. Yeah. But yet open at the same time. At the same time. This is so interesting. I'm yeah. open, but selective. Yeah. And, you know, so anyway, that that's what they are saying, that the future, the people are just want to be cut through the BS. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. More openness up front about stuff. Mm-hmm. No one's people have time, but they don't mm-hmm. have that much time. They'd like mm-hmm. to do more. Are you into dating one or two people at the same time? It's, Are you into that's right an open marriage? Or, you know what I did see though mm-hmm. more than I ever thought I'd see. I saw a lot of people in marriages that are in open marriages. That was one and a really course, weird thing that I saw. And here's the thing that I say about that. As a psychosexual expert. <laughs> okay. okay. Everybody turn it up and buckle uh, up. What it, I didn't get When somebody claims that, Believe unless them. there's also a picture of their partner who also pokes their head and says, that's right, I believe it too. Yeah. I don't believe it. That's just one way not to get entangled. That's correct. That's just one way of saying, I'm, yeah. I'm in a marriage, yeah. oh, I'm just yeah. looking for so, something else. I mean, you know, because I people thought, lie about money, they lie about marital status. I would, I would not believe that at all. Because I thought, why person. would you be so public about it was my first thought. Why because would you ever put that Because they're using a there? fake name. I mean, there probably are some people, um, you know, Bradley, darling, just go get yourself a lover. I also have one, and I'm no longer interested in doing mm-hmm. it with you. We have an open marriage, darling, or whatever it is. Is that how the wording? This is, <laughs> if people need to know how to say that tonight at dinner, <laughs> darling. But I don't, darling, get yourself a lover. I've already got one. Well, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I love you, and I want to stay together. But we've got different needs. How often does that happen? I don't know. Do you know anyone that's had that no. conversation? Neither do I. So no, I don't know that it would go over very well. The chances of that being true in somebody's <laughs> profile is, you know, darling, low. get yourself a lover. Right. I know I am. You never followed up with any of these guys that were looking Please! To... No. <laughs> Please. But when you talk about, I just love it how it's more open, it's more this and that. Right. It's just, you just look at the picture and you go from No, there. that 100%. is it. But once you've gotten, yeah. you've, you have an attraction, people want openness Abs- and they're putting that in their profiles and it's and just, you want quality and you want yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't waste all your There's, time texting we're being more pick accepting up the phone. than maybe we were before about mm-hmm. some things not everything not the that, open that that one is still, <laughs> that one that was still no a tough hurdle <laughs> now 
Why are people so chaotically horny for uh, people they see that they've seen in movies, movies or Netflix or TikTok? Like people are chronically, they've been horny in lockdown. Like remember in January how horny we were for Bridgerton, reggae, reggae John Page? Yes, yes. We the whole of the world. Yes, we all watched at the same time. We were chronically horny for Lord. Uh, what's what was his name? Lord Dempsey. I have no idea. Danbury. Danbury. Is it Danbury? Maybe. That doesn't sure. sound right. That doesn't, doesn't sound, sound right. right. But Reggae Jean Page because yes. we learned how to pronounce his Bridgerton. name early. We did. You were on top. I was of on reggae. top of that. Uh, Julia. Reggae. It's not Reggae. It's Reggae. Reggae. Reggae Jean Page. That's right. And then and Harry Styles. Anytime he makes a public appearance. Woo. Okay, so why Duke of Hastings? Thank yes, you. Duke of Hastings. Thank you. Why couldn't I remember that? Yes. Um, so we are chaotically horny in lockdown because it's something to do. And it's normal for people to be attracted to someone who saved them and watching people on our screens. We had a chaotically horny attraction to Uhtred of Bebenberg. Oh, oh. He was saving us oh. and England and the Danes at the all time. at the same time. Okay? <laughs> okay. So it's this hero, savior, sure. knight, magnetism about okay. people that we see. And we get, get just, we just get like, we're just mm-hmm. like crazy for them. And there's just a surge. So it's just uh, a lot alone. of people have been lusted over in large, guilt-free droves uh, over and the And I don't year. think this is any different during a pandemic. Well, it might be different. It is different. Because we've been so bored. It's, I mean, there's yeah. been a lot more screen time. And there's, there's you know, men and women. So we're just attracted, attracted, and getting crushes on famous people right and left. Even the normal uh, people guy, that star, the Paul guy. Paul Mescal, he's kind of an average-looking guy, but people just got, like, chaotically horny for him because that was a sexy show. Normal people, I never watched it. Oh, you didn't? That's a good one. No. Is it? That's on Amazon, isn't it? I think it's on Hulu. Normal people? Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, it's about a couple in a relationship, and it feels very, yeah, it's, it's good. All right. I don't think I watched more than the first year. I think we got... We were in the pandemic. How's zero 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 doing? I watched doing? this before the pandemic. All right, how's zero 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 doing? Oh, I'm learning my Italian. Is like it good? Italy. Is it good? Is it holding up? It is the wildest. It's a wild, wild show about the cartel I like and co- t- cocaine. And we like money heists and you kind of like yeah. these Jack. Yeah. Clan- I mean, it is intense. All right. It's mm. intense. It's very, very good. It's like, you know, top 10 on Netflix. Right, I saw Even that. Even it came Next out a couple comfort, years ago. Country Comfort. Yes, which is the polar opposite of the that. Complete opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, see. Yeah, this... I feel like you've taught us a lot oh. while you're doing your psychosexual sexual <laughs> talks with us today. We're something. Sex and someday with... when you meet us at the State Fair this year, come up to us and ask us, what was the one thing, the headline that we couldn't talk about today? <laughs> And I have it on my phone, and I, I will. Sh- now, yes. And I will show you that Lori thought that would be a positive plus topic for us to discuss today. Julia, as I, a psychosexual, I, I have saved <laughs> us from staying on the airways yeah. one more day. Oh, you can thank me. Right. <laughs> we'll be yeah. back. Yeah. All right. As long as you love me, Backstreet Boys. What do we know? Uh, well, please We're take so much today around here. Take a look at Maya Rudolph playing Beyonce having a meltdown during Hot Ones on SNL. It is so, so funny, and um, 
I mean, we posted it, but when she called Keenan, I need six ice cubes and you to take this wig off my head and her publicist <laughs> came out. Is She was just great in her opening monologue, which was like, I'm going to tell these, because there's three new cast players. Sure. And, and she's like, I'm going to tell you a story. And she tells him a story about her early days on SNL. And it's basically, she's retelling the breakfast club. Oh, I love it. I think that's hysterical. It was it was oddly sweet. She's funny. And endearing, the whole thing. And the playing the song, na, 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 whatever. Um, it's uh, Simple Minds, Don't Simple You Minds, Forget About Minds, which me, is yeah. why Simple Minds was probably um, Oh, is that trending this weekend? Yeah, yeah, and people are watching Breakfast Club, and they're watching kind of some of these John Hughes movies. I've been seeing him play. You've and been... Emilio Estevez is in Mighty Ducks, so people are Oh, that is all the bomb. That's him. all the rage. That's, that's all the rage. That's and how about Beyonce's storage unit getting robbed for the second time of a million dollars worth of dresses and what's jewelry? up with your security system? Well, they really big problem. Um, people at these uh, storage units obviously are selling names of rich and famous that's people terrible. because uh, her production company was robbed a million dollars. Oh. Law enforcement sources told TMZ that three L.A. area storage units were robbed not once but twice earlier this month. And all the missing stuff was Beyonce's designer handbags, dresses. Well, that's what I would take. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I'm going to rob a storage unit of Beyonce, I'm taking the good stuff. They took some of Sir and Rumi's toys. I wouldn't take any of that. And Miley that. Cyrus was robbed in January of clothes, photographs, and other personal items, according to the LAPD. And that was the second time her storage had been robbed. She lost some guitars in 2018. So, I mean, that has got to be an inside job. Lori? Somebody has sold, they know, I mean, you know, but how... Somebody has has, sold the combinations to the storage unit. No, but they, like, let them know, uh, oh, yeah, the code name is uh, this, uh, these units, and they give them whatever the fake name it's registered under, you know, or what, however it's done. Somebody is betraying confidences. This is an inner... This is, this is not the only place I'm it's putting being on my done. Bosch it's hat. in storage units yeah. of the rich people. I'm just... That's terrible. And then this Kim Richards tell-all book, The Whole Truth, The Reality she's getting, of it. She got to keep her money, but they don't even want the book because she's so difficult to work with. They said keep your money. $300,000. Because they've tried to reschedule and work with her. The ghostwriter she was working with has quit. Has well, quit. We, no, we could see that. Well, anyone working with Kim. And apparently her family was going crazy. Well, remember how much they hated Kyle's uh, story, loosely sure. based on her mom. Yeah. Like, Kathy Hilton like was fighting with her. People do not want their story shared. Lori, don't sell our story, please. Uh, but to get to keep $300,000? I mean, that means give they me can't that book stand deal. working with you. Oh, my God. Give us that book deal is right. All right, I've got Jeez. a little yes or BS for you guys, All okay? Right. We have a couple minutes left. Okay, so... um. Let's see. Led Zeppelin funded the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes or BS, Rocco? I'll go with that. Would would answer with a yes? Uh, I'm going to agree with Rocco. Yes. Okay. Over they didn't fund the whole thing, but over a quarter of the budget for the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail came from two rock bands, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. 
so great. Today is... Um, and, of course, all those guys would love that humor. Oh, 100 All those British guys, oh, they're all the same age. I remember my freshman year at UMD, oh, and we hung out with would these the pot-smoking boys who are so, like, and then they, and <sighs> that was always on, I'm like, and, and listening to the doors, and I'm like, what? I what? am, I am too straight for all this stuff. I am just <laughs> not into this. I'm too preppy. Yeah. I mean, it's too preppy for all that, and I didn't get it, but then I saw Spam a lot, and I thought I died and went to heaven. But that was all those years It was later. all those years later. Yeah, I agree with you. It was a college thing, and it was, it was a, totally a college a thing. thing. And I was just like, oh, please mm-hmm. smoke some more dope. Yes. I mean, that was, it was just like, a, a, how much pot could you smoke, and how... And watch and laugh. And watch and laugh, I know. I know. There were four, how many, do you know the original members of Monty Python? Don't ask Were me. Were you into it, Rocco, ever? A little bit, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. How about He's a guy. Eric? John Cleese quit after season three. There were four seasons. Let's see, Eric Idle. Yeah, um, and he is, the reason we're even talking about it, he's 78 years oh, old. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody named Graham or something? Uh, Graham Chapman, yeah. Michael Palin, Terry Gillum, and Terry Jones. Oh, Terry okay. Gillum, he's that weird film director? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he like is. Like Brazil yes, and all he that is. stuff, yeah. Um, Spamalot one. And doesn't he have connection to here? Gillum? Those, yeah, let me. I know. I know he has a connection to Gilligan's Island, maybe. No, Gillum, <laughs> Gillum. <laughs> yeah, Terry Gilliam, born in Minneapolis. Really? Yeah. And we just dissed him. The well, Gillum family, please feel free yeah. to call us. He, I mean, tell he us makes, where your storage unit is. He makes weird movies, is yes. what I'm saying. And I feel like he made a movie with Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp. Not in the same movie, but like different times. Different times of movies. Yeah. He's famous right. for taking a lot of reshoots, possibly. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, there's that movie about where they tried to make the Don Quixote movie, right? And yes. Yeah, and it talks about how it's a disaster. And I think there's like one movie that we liked, Julia. That Which he one? Did. We did? Yeah, I can't even think of Doesn't it. He, didn't he do one with, um, with Looking Brad Looking for Pitt? Mr. Goodbar? No. Remember that movie? Yes. I don't know where that came from. That was a book. Remember that one? And it was a movie. Yes, with Diane with Keaton. Keaton and... Um, Richard Gere, wasn't that, it? That was when my mom told me not to have a one night stand <laughs> or sex with a stranger, and I'm like, a little late, mom. Yeah, Wish he did twelve you monkeys if you like that, because I had Brad, your guy Brad. Yeah, what, what was it called? Twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys. Oh, he did the Fisher Weird. King with Robin Williams. Oh. Brazil. I like the Fisher King. I thought yes, that was that a good was movie. Good. The that Brothers was just... Grimm. That had some handsome guys in it. I never saw. Okay, it. we Damon like the Fisher Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, what a and fun... he's one of us. He's from Minneapolis. He All spent right. his first 12 years I don't know. All right, we love you. So glad. Yeah. We don't just want... Tell us where your storage unit is. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to have a great night. Job done. Off you go.